Welcome to the Aquademia podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Justin Grant. And I'm Maddie Cassidy. And today we're talking about another one of these sustainable development goals. But before we get into that, make sure to leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to us on. And if possible, subscribe to us so that you get all episodes downloaded directly to your device. Yeah, that's a smart call. Uh, If you're interested in some of the other things we're doing or want to know take part in one of our polls, follow us on Twitter at AquademiaPod, or if you have a topic suggestion or just want to reach out to us, you can also do so through email, podcast at aquaculturealliance.org. And remember to send in those questions that you have. We're going to be doing a listener feedback episode in the next couple of weeks where we will maybe read some reviews and answer some questions that you guys have. So if you have any questions about the show or about seafood in general or anything that we've talked about, make sure you send those into that email address or Twitter account as well. All right, I'm going to hand it off to Maddie for this month's, is it a month that you do this? Yep, this month. This month's uh, SDG. So as you guys know... If you're a long-time listener, this year the focus of our of the Global Aquaculture Alliance's blog campaign Aquaculture 101 is the UN, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And in tw- just to give you a little background, in 2015 the UN convened and they agreed upon 17 goals which are now known as the Sustainable Development Goals. And the whole purpose behind the goals is to guide countries and citizens in a direction to support future development and future generations of people to make sure that they can live like a happy, sustainable life. And this month, the goal that we're focusing on is goal sustainable development goal number 14, which is actually probably the one that is the most outwardly associated with aquaculture and the whole seafood space. And it's about life below water. So the goal is to conserve and sustainably use the oceans, seas, and marine resources for sustainable development. This is actually a really good follow-up to our last episode where we re-released the, what does the word sustainability mean? Yeah, it totally is. They're very interrelated, especially with this goal because the word sustainable is so much more than just like environmental conservation with the oceans because since the oceans are such not just oceans but all bodies of water since they're such a huge part of the world's culture i mean water covers 70 percent of our planet so like of course we're going to use them a lot and for a lot of different things and um, like it's just simply not possible to conserve all of the oceans because we need it for so many different things we need it for food and energy and water and all these different resources that we get from these bodies of water. So with that in mind, it's great to conserve the oceans and the ecosystems and we definitely need to do that. But there's this other part where 
the development that is happening in the oceans and will continue to happen in the oceans, especially with aquaculture, we need to make sure that that future development is as sustainable as possible because as most of our listeners know, the balance of life in the oceans and bodies of water is really balanced and it needs to stay that way in order for things to stay copaesthetic and keep ecosystems in balance, basically. Yeah, we need to make sure that we're on top of that right from the beginning so we don't run into issues like wild fisheries did back in the day where they just started taking as many fish as they could out of the water and then all of a sudden you have depletion of populations of certain fishes, which doesn't sound like it would affect people that much, but if that's what your livelihood is, is to sell those fish, then uh, running out of them in the ocean is not going to bode well for you. Yeah, we talked. We talked about ideal. the tragedy of the commons in the in the that previous episode. Um, and if you don't know what I mean by tragedy of the commons, just go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, that's didn't you like use a robotic so voice to talk about that? I did. Yes, because <laughs> when I hear that that term, all I can think of is that robot voice. Tragedy of the commons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like it, like they said, if if you don't know what we're talking about, and that sounds interesting to you, just listen to the last episode. <laughs> I think you like it. Yeah, and I feel like the oceans are such a great example of like what could happen if the tragedy of the commons is realized because since there are so few like widespread laws about usage of the ocean, it's so easy for different groups, different countries, different companies to overexploit their their area, which then affects and extrapolates out to the rest of the ocean because Everything has a butterfly effect. Like every little change has an equal change and it's exponential. Mm. Um, I liked that movie, by the way. What movie? Ashton butterfly Kutcher. effect. Oh, I didn't even know that Is that before that your that time, Maddie? Maddie is significantly younger than us, so maybe she, maybe she missed that one. significantly. <laughs> well, we feel a lot older than you probably do. I was in middle school like when you were in high school or college. Okay, not bad. So It's not that bad. No, Ashton Kutcher was in a movie called The Butterfly Effect. It was okay, kind of interesting. I kind of liked it. Was it about what I was just talking about? Yeah, it's about, well, it's about choices that you make and if you're able to go back and change them, how that affects the future. It's interesting. Mm, Yeah, that's a really interesting idea. But yeah, that's like what I'm trying to get at here is that these little choices that some random company makes in a faraway part of the world could have an effect on you and your surrounding area because everything in the world is interrelated because it's all a closed system. Right. So with that in mind, one of the big parts of this UN goal number 14 is to create a more robust system for regulating things in the oceans so that everybody can be on the same page and make sure that no one's overstepping their boundaries and make right. sure that everybody's on a level playing field to make sure that the oceans and rivers and ponds can stay in good shape if they are in good shape. And if they're not in good shape, then there's other targets as a part of this goal to help resuscitate them and bring them back. Well, I want to I want to a- interrupt you there because I think I think something that people you know, really when people would think about this kind of thing, they're probably thinking of like marine resources, right? Or marine bioresources, things that we take mm-hmm. out of the water to use for ourselves and not just fishing or for food, you know, th- things that we remove from the oceans. You know, when we talked about the um, the horseshoe crabs being used for yeah. for blood tests, for vaccine tests, 
um, you know, that's a marine bio resource. And there's hundreds of millions of different resources that we get from the ocean. And, and I think that's mostly where people go. But it's not just the resources that we take from the ocean. We also need to look at it from kind of a, a larger viewpoint. The ocean is a giant carbon sink. So it's it's all, you know, what are we also putting into the ocean? What are we putting out into our atmosphere that's being absorbed into the ocean, which is going to have an effect, like a butterfly effect, like you said, on crustaceans and, and bivalves that can't make strong enough shells because of ocean acidification due to, you know, an increased level of carbon. I mean, it's just it spider webs very quickly. Yeah, and I, I think sure. I think a lot of people don't look at it in that kind of holistic point of view. They just they think, OK, so we need to regulate fisheries. Well, yeah, there's a lot that goes into so regulating fisheries. A lot fisheries. of people <laughs> oversimplify. I feel like this goal in particular can be very over easily simplified in a lot of people's minds because not many people know like how much goes on <laughs> in our oceans and bodies of water. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot happening in there. And I'm sure our listeners already know that. Like we're preaching to the choir here. Right. Um, but because they're awesome. Yeah, of course. So I'll just outline some of the targets. So within each sustainable development goal, there are like sub goals, which they call targets that are kind of like the measuring point. So there's different categories and different numerical goals like within the goal. So they're walking the walk. They're saying this those. is what we're going to do to help us towards this goal. Exactly. They're like, if you they're know like, what smart like goals are, it's like that. So here are their different targets. Reducing marine pollution and protecting and restoring ecosystems. Reducing ocean acidification. Sustainable fishing. Conserving coastal and marine areas. Increasing the economic benefits from sustainable use of marine resources. Increasing scientific knowledge about the oceans. Research and technology for ocean health. Supporting small-scale fishers and farmers and implementing international sea law. So as you can see, they definitely go full force in the whole realm of the word sustainable. Like they're not just looking at the environmental impacts. And also, just as another point, over 3 billion people depend on marine and coastal biodiversity for their livelihood. So we need to prioritize this goal, not only for the environment, but also for social reasons as well, because people rely on marine resources for their jobs and for their food in so many cases especially in asia like that's the main source of food yeah that's where a lot of the pushback comes from when we're talking about reforming regulations for fisheries or things like that and a lot of the headbutting and tension between farmed fish and wild-caught fish uh, is also spawned from this as well because, you know, the more regulations we put on fishermen, that the bigger of an impact that's going to have on their livelihood, really. So you lower the quota, you know, limit the amount of fish that fishermen can take from the ocean every year, and then they're going to have to increase their prices because of that. And then they might not make as many sales because of that. And so it's, you know, it, it, everything has this rippling effect. And I think that's another way pun that people... Pun intended. Pun intended, yeah. <laughs> Every pun that you hear on this show is always intended. Um, <laughs> thanks for derailing my train. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> uh, where was I going with that? Oh, I, I think has it's a ripple yeah. I think it's just another way that people tend to simplify these things. They don't think about the people. You know, when people look at this goal and they say we need to stop taking things from the ocean because we need to protect the oceans and we need to save the dolphins. There is there is a way that doing this will benefit people as well. 
but there's also a way that if you do it wrong, you know, with the intention of only, you know, saving the dolphins, saving the oceans, that could negatively impact the people that rely on these resources. So um, again, sure. please look at this from a holistic point of view. Yeah. And just, just to kind of switch gears here, we at Aquademia and Global Aquaculture Alliance, the organization that we all work for, we simply want people to eat more seafood. We don't, we, we want to help people feel educated about their seafood choices and help them feel confident in how they buy their seafood. And it doesn't matter if it's farmed or wild, as long as they're eating seafood, that that's our goal here. So with that said, it's hard to admit, but just like every ecosystem, like we've been talking about, there's a limit to fishing resources. There are, even though as the like the saying, there's there's always more fish in the sea. Plenty or of fish whatever in the sea. Is, a lot of those of fish. fish in the sea. A lot of those fish aren't good for seafood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But there are a lot of fish in the sea. That is true. But there's only so many fish in the sea, and knowing that there's that there's only a finite amount. And as we, as our population continues to grow, we will just get closer and closer to reaching that limit with the available fisheries that we have. So we, as an organization, view aquaculture as the way to make seafood more accessible to everyone. So because fish farms can be created pretty much anywhere you can make them even on land it's more expensive to do but yeah. ponds go coast, back and listen to land. our building creating a ras system uh with ideal fish go back listen to that episode to learn all about that yeah that's a really good one to learn more about that see now we have a library that we can pick from when these topics we come can up. reference everything yeah <laughs> go back and listen to every episode that we have just listen to it again it, <laughs> believe you'll, me it'll benefit it'll be you. the You'll be a seafood guru. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we it'd be even more impressive. If we could remember which episode that was. Reference. Uh, yeah, the, the numbers reference number. for yeah. everything. Yeah, that yeah. would be impressive. Homework. <laughs> we'll come Clearly, up with, we like, didn't we didn't prepare for this as much as we should have. I didn't know this was going to come up. I, sh- I would have known it. <laughs> I would have been ready. Can't pre- prepare for things you didn't know were coming. Yeah. Uh. So getting back to that, what I was saying about fisheries and farms, since there's not enough seafood available for the world, only through fisheries and our population is just ballooning and growing so much more every day, it just makes sense to make sure that aquaculture can be the way that seafood becomes more accessible for people. And also it can give people livelihoods and it's a great source of nutrition and as with the sustainable development goal goes, we want to make sure that that growth, because it's going to happen, we need to make sure that it happens sustainably and responsibly. So Maddie, if our listeners want to learn more uh, about some of these aquaculture 101 blog posts or specifically this one on how can aquaculture protect our oceans, uh, where can we send our listeners? So we will have linked in the show notes, the link to this blog post that we have about this exact topic. And that has a bunch of different links, resources, infographics, videos. It has all different information about this topic. So we'll make sure to link to that. And also, if you want to, if you're not that into like doing a deep dive, then you can just search the hashtag. Wow, we're just killing it with the puns. Killing it. I love it. (laughs) Then you can. That one was not intended then you can just search the hashtag aquaculture 101 on any social media platform and information will pop up. Pretty pictures, pretty words. 
And most of those blog posts are written by Maddie, so you know it's you know it's good. Yes, um, all by me. Awesome. So make sure you check that stuff out. I want to pivot really fast. I don't want to take up too much more of your time because I know we like to keep these episodes short when we don't have a guest so we can, you know, we will have a guest in, in the next few episodes, I promise. I know there've been a lot of episodes with just us, but you know, we're, we're working on making sure we get more guest episodes out to you guys. But I want to pivot a little bit because this episode is being released on August 10th, 2020. And that is during Shark Week on Discovery Channel. Now, there's a lot of issues that we have with Shark Week <laughs> because they kind of, you know, they have morphed into something that is a little bit more of a spectacle than scientific information delivery like it used to be. But a lot of people are talking about sharks right now because it is Shark Week and it's summertime in the U.S., which is when you see a lot more shark sightings, especially up here in the Northeast where we are. Um, Maddie's had shark sightings in her town recently, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, I think but- it was a great white, too. That's awesome. Crazy. So I just yeah. I just want to remind people that shark conservation is is a really really big issue that's going on all year and um I think we we want to put some links in the show notes maybe to some places that that help with shark conservation. I want to give a shout out to the Spicy Shark which is a company here in Portsmouth that sells hot sauce and they're all labeled after different sharks. Their different flavors are labeled labeled after different sharks, but part of their sales goes towards shark conservation. And there's a lot of small independent businesses out there like that, where you can buy yourself a bracelet and part of that, the money you paid goes towards shark conservation. It's a really big issue right now because sharks are being hunted unnecessarily. They don't really make great seafood. And especially when you're talking about something like shark fin soup, it's completely unnecessary. You don't need to be eating sharks. We should not be taking sharks. This And most of this is my personal opinion. I know that there are some sharks that are okay to eat, you know, from a sustainability standpoint, especially things like dogfish and stuff like that. If you take those out, it won't have as big an impact. But sharks are an apex predator. And in my opinion, we shouldn't be taking them out of the oceans and removing them from the ecosystem, especially at the rate that it's happening. So I just wanted to, while people are thinking about sharks, to make sure that people are aware of what they're eating, where it comes from, and know that if you see shark on a menu, it's probably just a good idea to pick something else. I just want to throw that out there and make sure that you read up on all that because there's there's a lot going on that you may not know about. And we I'm sure we'll get into that in more depth in another episode. But Justin, you had some? No, I was just going to say, we always tell our listeners to ask questions. Yep. So if that is something you were considering ask, what is this? How did you get it into your restaurant or wherever you're eating and decide for yourself? But everything, all your other points, Sean, were very accurate and to the point. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into it too deep. I just, you know, we'll have some resources in the show notes and Maddie, I can send you some different links to put in there and stuff. So you can learn a little bit more about shark conservation, why it's important, why they're so vital to the balanced ecosystem that Maddie was talking about earlier in the episode when we were talking about this goal and keeping the balance. I mean, they're an apex predator. That is key. You need them there. They eat sick and dying fish to keep other populations, other fish populations strong and healthy. So they're really important. So check out the links in the show notes. If you can contribute to some of these organizations that help fund shark conservation and shark research, do that. Watch Shark Week. Enjoy it. But watch it with a grain of salt because a lot of that stuff is sensationalized. So that's all I'm going to say about that. And thank you so much for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate and review, tell your friends, wash your hands, and eat more seafood. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Ciao.